Vegas. So I wanted to get uh, something Vegas-like going here, uh, since uh, that's literally it's all been on my head today. Is uh, our trip to Las Vegas? Uh, I will be taking the uh, I think it's like a six twenty flight. Hang on, hang midway. on. You said our trip to Vegas. Am I going? Uh, well, you're going next week. Yeah, next week. So uh, I had to ask. You said our, and I'm like, wait, do I have a ticket somewhere? Should I check my email? <laughs> I check my vet? I, I don't. Can't know. you drive? I, not from NorCal. From NorCal, no. there's no direct way to go. You've got to go all the way down to LA and then come over. Oh yeah, no one wants to drive to LA. Well, it, I actually don't mind that drive. Believe it or not, I don't mind going on the five freeway, setting the cruise control to 77, and just going. I don't mind that. But I know a lot of people that don't, especially when you get into central California and you forget to turn your air conditioning from one setting to another. And all of a sudden your entire car starts smelling like cow shit for about three minutes. That's not fun. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I have yet to be to California. So California to me is just, just I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about it. My, my wife actually went to school, I believe in San Diego, because... Um, she went where are all the golf companies located san diego uh yeah down in that neck of the woods san yeah diego, so she uh, yeah she uh is a graduate of the gia which is uh like the gemologist institute of america so she's got her uh she's a graduate gemologist although she doesn't oh, she doesn't God. work in that anymore so but, in other uh, words when you got her a ring you had to make sure it was good oh it cost complete custom piece uh uh not not a diamond it was a you know an alternative stone uh, that was cut like it was a one-of-a-kind stone she got yeah it's i i let her do all the all of it because <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna mess this up uh funny story the other day um so our anniversary is coming up and you know i i walk in to our room and she's just sitting there and i'm like oh what are you doing she's like oh i'm just looking at rings and i'm like do you, do you want a ring? Do you want another ring? Like, is this what you want for your anniversary? She's like, well, I was like, all right, here, I'm like, here's my credit card. She's like, just, just buy the ring that you want. That's fine. I mean, she, I will, for, first she gave me a range of prices of what they were before. I can't handle <laughs> credit. So it wasn't like, I was like, oh, buy whatever you want. But she told buy me, she told me what she wanted. $9,000. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, she, uh, so, uh, but what's really funny is immediately after that I sit down and um I, I make a I make a play at Gulfstream. Um and the horse that I landed on was oh man, I gotta pull up the Gulfstream PPs because it was in the Devona Dale. Oh, that bonkers horse that paid $90. I landed on Dorth Vader for, uh, yeah, Michael Yates and Miguel Vasquez that was paid 45 to 1 or whatever. So I had that. And I also had the 9-6 Exacta as well, which... Uh, Hi, <laughs> The 9-6 Exacta, which paid $900 for one. And it's and short that's, too. Yeah, yeah, and I had it for two bucks. And it was just, that was like one of the few times... Like I was sitting there and I was gonna make this play and I was like, you know, I was I normally I'll play like an executive for four or five bucks and for some reason I was like, all right, there's no way this is coming. Like I'm I'm gonna play, you know, I'm gonna play a little bit smaller. I started I started kind of shying off, but I had uh, I had twenty to win, 
and I had the uh, $2 exacta. So uh, that uh, that is probably going to make March a uh, winning month. Just uh, there you go. <laughs> just off of that. So if nothing um, else, that gives you some positive vibes as you head to the desert for the NHC and the last chance, first chance qualifier you're playing. By the way, shout out to a couple of people that we know that have qualified for the NHC already and will be in Vegas. Best of luck if you're watching and or listening to this podcast. If you are, of course, you're showing fantastic taste. And uh, yeah, so we're gonna have a bunch of fun. Uh, I get I flying in early on Wednesday. Just um, I don't know. I I sometimes kind of feel like even when I fly in later, I get in and I feel the same if I fly in earlier. So like if I'm gonna feel like garbage anyways, like I might as well have the entire day to feel like garbage. So here's uh, and the I'll be in question. Vegas. Yeah. Big question: Can you sleep on airplanes? Oh yeah. I can't. So yeah. you're good. You can sleep on airplanes. It's literally just like pushing a button and you're out. Yeah. Okay. I'm jealous. I can't do that. So, but I, I got a little, I got an issue. So I'm flying Southwest. I don't, I don't like flying Southwest. I, I, I would probably say that I hate flying Southwest. If it's it weren't, it, it's fine. Exactly. It's fine. But like, I don't know. There's just so many inconveniences, but if I'm checking a bag, it's the only way to go because generally it's about this for me. It's about the same price as United is out here, and and we we try to fly United as much as we can. We have a United credit card and everything, but um, we you know we fly Southwest when it's the cheapest, or when we know we got to check a bag. You know mm -hmm. we'll do it. Although now uh, with the credit card we get the free check bag, so like it, it doesn't really matter in the end. But anyways. I paid for early bird because I feel like you need to on Southwest. Absolutely. I got B07. Yeah. My guess is you're getting a flight that's coming in from somewhere else. And instead of starting at A1, it's starting from wherever, however many open seats there are. I've been running into that as well. And it's a real pain in the neck because for a little while I had this system and it was foolproof. But more people have stumbled onto early bird and made it tougher. Those who know me will attest, I am uh, several inches taller than your average person. I go about six foot five. So on Southwest Plains, there are two seats that I beeline to. They are the seats in the middle of the plane overlooking the wing where there is no seat in front of you. So you're able to get maximum leg room. This was fantastic coming back from Hawaii a couple of weeks ago where I beeline directly towards that seat. And it was great and it was fantastic, but it's impossible when you have something in the B group because at that point, someone else probably has already found that seat and you're hosed. But that's what I used to do for a very long time and what I still try to do. You have to get early bird. And it's unfortunate because everyone else has decided you have to get early bird. And you're wondering what the next step is going to be. Is there going to be an early, early bird? Is there, there is. going to be something with more fees? And here's the other thing, Josh. And this is, I think, going to be something we see in the next couple of years. I think Southwest is preparing to do away with the whole bags fly free thing. You're already seeing another layer of pricing that got put in. I think it's called Want to Get Away Plus. Mm -hmm. And I think at a minimum, you're going to see that airline say, okay, only one bag flies free as opposed to two, or they're going to do what every other airline has done and just, you know, say heck with it and say, you have to pay for your bags. 
See, I don't mind it when it ends up working out in my favor. Well, the thing is, is like, if if United and Southwest are the same price, I mean, I generally just fly United, um, especially because we get the bad comp uh, with, um, you know, with the credit card. But, yeah. um, you know, we'll pick our seat. You know, we don't have to worry about, hey, it's tougher. It, You know, I share your same fate, right? I'm 6'3", and... Um, yeah, I just like I, the same thing happened to me. It was funny is when I was coming back from Vegas last time, I'm walking onto the plane and um, the stewardess is standing in the or flight attendant. I'm, let's be PC or whatever, but uh, she a flight attendant is standing in the the exit row, and she's just kind of letting people walk past. And then I'm walking and she sees me. She just sees me right, and she literally gets out of the way and she's like, "I think they know." They yeah. know, and she and she. So I sit down, and she stands stands in the middle seat, and she's just like, "Yeah." She's like, "I I just hate it when, when you know, I I see pe I see people who probably want that seat, and then you know somebody who's like five foot takes the seat. Yeah, you know. So, uh, she's like, you know, I just she's like, I just try to keep an eye out, just like just to you know whatever. But both those times I got it on the way there and on the way back was um a group from early bird and it wasn't a full flight either so i'm guessing that i'm getting a full flight tomorrow at six uh 6 20 in the morning which to me is nuts yeah um oh excuse me but yeah so mark and brian uh they are already in on route if not already in vegas uh right now and uh i'll be arriving around like 8 30 in the morning and bailing them out of jail at nine I mean, who knows? I have no idea what those two are going to get up to tonight. Um, those, Vaya those are two. Dios, Josh. Vaya con Dios. See, I feel like like Caleb and I are going to be like the calming influence on the rest of them. Because Mark, Mark just like will get just he'll just throw himself into it. And I don't know what Brian's got planned, but <laughs> um, but it'll be fun. I mean, it's it's going to be. It's going to be tame. Those he, Brian's going to be focused on the tournament, and he's probably going to be too busy beating himself up for uh, making, you know, changing an alternate or who knows who knows what else he's going to do. But uh, but it's going to be fun. Um, I'm going to try. I, I'm going to try and do a little bit of light vlogging. Um, nothing, nothing too crazy or intrusive. Like uh, like some, you know, I I was telling uh, I was telling the guys. I'm like, yeah, I want to do this. I'm like, but. I also don't want to be the guy who's like sitting in the middle of like this crowded area, like with the phone, like, you know, so it might just be kind of, um, you know, short, like thing, like in during the day in, you know, going back to the hotel room and recording something, but I'll probably post some stuff on Twitter and uh, I'll put together a compilation or whatever and post it up on YouTube as well. So, um, we'll, we'll do something with that. We got a giveaway uh that that i have planned and uh actually you know what let me uh let me show it right now yeah please do this by the way is something he's showing on our youtube channel the wrong on the wrong lead if you're not subscribed please do so so about um oh probably about nine months ago uh we were just talking uh, and someone mentioned the sport of disc golf and uh i don't know have you ever played disc golf andrew badly um yeah so the, it was something that when I first started dating my wife, uh, before actually before I was dating my wife, um, a buddy of mine introduced me to it, and so we played 
maybe like once or twice a week. Um, and this is, I mean, this is probably like 10 years ago, 11, no, eight or nine years ago. And um, when I met my wife, uh, her friend also played. So we used to go out and play all the time. Um, and so something I did a lot and then just kind of stopped. Um, and so someone mentioned it and a bunch of us kind of just started getting into it and playing again. Actually, me, Mark and Brian are going to be going to uh, a disc golf tournament here in central Illinois for a week. We were talking about that. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Well, I, uh, I, I got everyone a gift uh, from um, I got everyone a gift from the uh, for, for the trip in Vegas. Caleb is going to be joining us and he's going to be playing disc golf for the first time. So I felt like I had to get everybody a nice on the wrong lead uh, disc golf disc here. So I ordered enough with one extra to be uh to be a giveaway so i'm gonna figure something out here um over the next couple uh next couple days and and we'll we'll give one of the we'll give this bad boy away on twitter so if nobody wants it you could just you know mail it to your co-host in the bay area just saying oh, i i i got an extra one for you my friend don't worry we will we will get it over to you good man good yeah. man so um but yeah so uh yeah we're gonna have fun we're gonna go play some disc golf tomorrow and um just kind of relax that first day um we're gonna we got dinner plans at din tai fung on uh wednesday night and then um yeah and then thursday we basically are planning on doing or we're gonna be streaming uh from somebody's hotel room and and hopefully in somewhat of a sober state uh oh, to dear. start to start at least <laughs> and then i uh, will see we'll see how it, it how it uh, devolves because I want to say everybody's bringing a bottle of like good good whiskey, so it, this is going to be, yeah, it, we're going to have a good time. But uh, all uh, I know is I'm flying in on Wednesday. If you're still in a drunk tank, I will get you out. Beautiful, I love it. Um, but let's uh let's kind of move on to the uh, the meat of the show here. Um, let's have some fun. Yeah. Um. So we were just kind of talking, and and you know we wanted to make sure we got a podcast out this week, and. You know, it's always tough early in the week to like, I don't know, get excited about a Wednesday card at Gulfstream or, you know, uh, a bonus Thursday at Santa Anita who maybe they'll they'll only run seven races like they've been doing. I don't know. I haven't seen any of the cards. But I figured, hey, we've had most of the 50-point preps, right, that second level of preps. Yes, we still have the Tampa Bay Derby coming up. I looked at the entries, and I didn't see anything like crazy, but – Habit Trice is running. That's a good horse. Yep. So, oh, and I did see Jason Beam po post that it is Trice, right? Yes. So, not Trice, not Trice, because the dam was a New York runner named Danza Trice, and they, they named it Tappet Trice. The letters are the same. The spelling is the same. Pronunciation is different. Name the horse what you want and pronounce it however you want. So... Uh, I, per the owner, we're not, I'm not saying, you know, whatever. You're not but, saying uh, track announcers have a right to go rogue. We get it. Yeah. It's fine though. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, had mentioned that it is another K Nix go thing, but, uh, we'll, uh, we'll leave that for, we'll leave that for a, a different time here, but, yeah, uh, probably a good I, idea. I figured, Hey, let's take a look at, let's take a look at what's going on. I did pull up the circus sports book app. And I pulled the latest odds available, um, which which had changed a little bit from the last time they kind of posted odds um, on on Twitter or um, uh, on their website. So 
uh, yeah, let, let's kind of go through it. So let's start. Let's start pretty straightforward here. Who are kind of top horses going into this? Andrew, I will let you go first. You have, uh, I believe, what is currently the, for, the favorite, uh, Forte, uh, currently going off at plus a three twenty at uh, the Circus Sportsbook. Uh, talk to me about Forte. Sure. So cheap plug before we go much further. Every week on the Pollock Report, I will have my list of my personal top 20. It's a hybrid between ability and derby points. This week, you will see a couple of horses that I don't necessarily think are going to be factors in the Kentucky Derby, but have too many points to be ignored. However, I don't think there is any doubt after Saturday that Forte is the three-year-old to beat. Let's not forget just how good he was as a two-year-old. He won three grade one races as a two-year-old. You know how many horses in America last year won three or more grade one races? It's not many. You have Forte, you have Flightline, you have Life is Good, you have Malifat. There's not a lot of others on that particular list, Josh. Forte is plus 320 in Circa. I am very, very happy with the 15 to one I got him at in November when I went to Las Vegas and put down a, a cheapo little future bet because I had an extra $10 bill in my pocket. I'm pretty happy with that. I would not trade that ticket for a ticket on any other horse in this group. And if that is his building block race to where Todd Pletcher is pointing him at, say, the Florida Derby and then the Kentucky Derby, the Kentucky Derby would be his third race off the layoff. That's the peak race. That's scary. It's Forte, then Arabian Night, a bit behind him, and then a distance to, I think, every other three-year-old in training right now. Yeah, I um, I, I guess maybe we'll do this a little bit out of order because uh, we did, like I said, we mentioned the toss, and I actually, it was funny, I, I had Forte down as my toss. You are an idiot who hates money. Um. I look at, I'm just any horse that has run well at two that well at two. Um, I am just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just going to fade. I mean, I think they're just going to, he's going to be too short. And if he ends up going off at something like five to two in a 20 horse field, I mean, I, I just don't want any part of it. There Maybe are horizontally other- I'll have a ticket with him on it, but like, Huh? I'm saying there are other ways in which you can bet the race. If you want to try to find value with Forte and you think he's the worst to beat, you don't bet him to win at five to two, but you play him in exactas in a 20 horse field. And all of a sudden things start looking just a little more appealing. I don't like it. Okay. But uh, I and like, honestly, like, like there's the horse hasn't done anything wrong. Right. Um, you know, I, I'm just kind of, you know they're they're bringing the horse kind of along pretty slowly here, right? They waited a while to bring the horse back as at three, and maybe that's a good thing, right? Maybe that's maybe that is going to be the difference, right? Because how often do we see these horses that did very well at two? They bring them back early in the three year old season, and they just either stay the same or or just don't really move up off of that uh, that two year old form. It does look like Forte did take a, a bit of a step forward uh, this. Uh, you know, in this past race, but I, I think there might be questions on the, well, I don't know. We'll see, right. We, we might look back and, and maybe have questions about um, the field and the fountain of youth. I mean, uh, rocket can came back and ran second. 
Um, and, you know, he won the um, Holy Bull, and that race came back really freaking bad. So the fact that the best horse in this race that, that Forte beat was Rocket Can doesn't exactly, like, scream confidence to me. But, you know, there are plenty of people who do the eye test and, you know, whatever. But I I, don't, I haven't seen the figures come back or anything. What Did you see what the buyer came back for Forte? I didn't see the buyer, but what I will say is if you look at the trip by that day's fourth-place finisher, Mage, Mage had it very, very hard from the get-go broke a step slowly, had to go way wide into that first turn at Gulfstream. Remember, very short run into that first turn, going a mile and a 16th on the main track. Winds up between horses, going around the turn. He's three wide in a four, you know, deep group. And it's Forte on the far outside speeding away from this horse that was going two turns against Graded Stakes Company at first asking. Not an easy thing to do. Mage, I think, is the other horse you want out of that. I would also caution against dismissing Rocket Can completely. That's a Bill Mott-trained runner that's been moving forward. Now, he's got a lot of room left to go to catch the likes of Forte and Arabian Night. But if you want a trainer that isn't going to push horses right away and to where you know you're going to get that horse's best effort going a distance of ground... He could do a lot worse than Belmont. And more importantly, if any horse from the Holy Bull makes the Kentucky Derby gate, Caleb owes me a bottle of whiskey. Well, there you go. And Rocket. So, I, so I'm a huge Rocket Can man, uh, yeah. fan. After Not Rocket Can man. That's a horse. Holy Bull and ran second in the Fountain of Youth, he's got 30-something points. He's in the field. I would say look at that list and find the most expensive bottle our buddy Caleb is willing to pay for. Um, but yeah, we, you know, like I said, we took this a little bit out of order, but actually my, uh, my top horse is coming from the, the opposite coast. And, you know, it's funny. Cause like, now that I'm saying this, like I have, this is going to be the third year in a row. I'm probably going to get tricked by a West coast horse. Mm-hmm. Um, last year it was, um, forbidden kingdom. I was really big on forbidden kingdom. A lot of people were. And then, uh, the year before that was the Rispoli horse. Um, the turf horse that won the Santa Anita Derby. Rock your world. Rock your world. Thank you. Yeah. Once again, if I don't have the PPs in front of me, I don't know. I don't know what the heck is going well, on. So I, see, I have I have a bad memory for all this stuff. One Derby has a very special place in my heart because that's the single biggest handicapping score of my life was that Kentucky Derby. Thank you, Medina Spirit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going with uh with practical move here. Um, this is a horse. That this is the horse I had. Obviously, I had on top last week, um, and uh, on our stream, um, you know, I, it was the horse I liked the most. Y- Tim Yakteen was taking, you know, f- I think three or four additional Baffert horses in this race. Uh, he was doing what Baffert does, and he had this horse that he's had the entire time. Uh, pointing out by you as a, a Chad Brown uh, bred horse, and I don't know. I thought he looked pretty professional in his win uh, last week. Um, you know, the, there was a, a pretty decent pace up front, um, and he set off and just kind of came out, closed in, and, you know, passed a bunch of horses and, and, and won. And um, I, I kind of feel like that's the type of, uh, type of run style that, that's been successful the past, uh, or at least uh, was successful last year. Um, and, and we'll see what kind of pace we get 
you know, coming into to this year's derby. But um, I don't know. It, it looked it looked really professional. It looked like a like a horse that, that took a step forward from his last start. And uh, yeah, I, I just think that the price is like the price I would take now, right? I, plus eighteen hundred. Um, that that might be something I bet on Wednesday. You know, if I go down circa. Um, but yeah, I I just thought it was the most professional horse out of that group. I thought bet beat a lot of horses that were highly thought of uh, at, at at least some point in time. Um, and um, you know, maybe maybe after that race, you know, we you know we realized that there was really nothing in that race. I don't know, but um, just better price is probably going to be probably right now is probably like fourth fourth or fifth choice i'm guessing if i had to guess in the in the derby futures but i like practical move understand why uh practical move has two graded stakes wins going long he won the low sell futurity as a two-year-old and if you look at the past performances it's not like he's done a whole heck of a lot wrong my concern in re-watching that race is he had an absolutely picture-perfect trip now, he does have tactical speed, and that helps. If you give a horse with tactical speed an opportunity to use the tactical speed and get into good position, chances are you're going to wind up with a positive outcome, right? Coming off the turn, going into the stretch of that race, Mike Smith was riding Hijazi and turned into a lead blocker of sorts because he drifted way off the rail and that gave practical move every opportunity to slip right on through. Now, mind you, Hijazi is the $3.55 million two-year-old purchase that uh, Team Medina Spirit made last year at the Maryland sale, who is not a two-turn horse. I did not like Hijazi at all in the San Felipe and wound up being proven right. Nice six or seven for a long horse. Wouldn't bet against him in the Allen Jerkins coming up at Saratoga. But... Practical move did have a perfect trip that day. And if you have any reservations, that's probably why. Nice horse, though. And proving that Tim Yakteen isn't just somebody that Bob Baffert knows and has in the program as the trainer. Tim Yakteen's a good horseman. Yeah, and it's funny because I always um I always laugh a little bit when people are like, oh, well, he got a perfect trip, obviously. And I'm like, well. I mean, how many times do we see a horse that constantly gets bad trips, right? And you're like, oh, well, he's going to figure it out eventually, right? Like now, like, it, I, I feel like a lot of times, you know, a horse gets a bad trip two, three times and people still keep betting it. And it's like, no. Well, if a horse gets a perfect trip, you know, a couple times in a row, like maybe the horse is just like, he's just going to keep getting the perfect trip. Like you can't, um, you know, you, you can't just be like, oh, well, yeah, obviously, like this horse keeps on getting a perfect trip. I've lost m lots of money trying to bet against horses that keep on getting perfect trips and keep on saying they can't keep getting away with this. And guess what? They keep getting away with it. So. Yeah, understandable. And look, that's part of the reason why every year leading up to the Kentucky Derby, there are horses that are closers that run second and third a lot that wind up getting a lot of popular support beyond what they should. Last year, do you remember how many people were on Barber Road, Josh? Uh, a million? A lot. Way too many. Barber Road's a nice horse, by the way. Shout out to Raylo Gutierrez, the regular rider. But horses like that are often bad bets at the odds that they are. And I am with you to a certain extent because if a horse winds up winning off of a picture-perfect trip, that they are unlikely to get, 
I'm probably not going to bet them next time. But if there's a track record of a horse using that tactical speed, constantly getting into the first run of horses, then that's worth noticing. And what gets noticed gets acted upon. So I hear you there for sure. Now, we're going to go into the horses that we like a little bit at a price. And personally for me, the horse that I like a little bit at a price is a horse I touted on Twitter on, on Saturday before the Gotham. And that's Ray's Kane. If you look at that race, he goes off at 23 to 1. That was a freaking gift if you had him. Because he had one poor race. It was on a synthetic racetrack that he almost certainly did not like. The Gotham had a ton of pace signed on. It's set up for a closer. Here comes Ray's Kane, not just winning, but romping. I feel like a lot of people, though, are going to find reasons to shortchange that effort. Yes, it's the Gotham. The field wasn't all that great. Yes, there was a very fast pace signed on. Yes, it was a one-turn race. Yes, Ray's Kane ran that race in the mud. Go look at the trip that Ray's Kane has. He is stopped dead with about three-eighths of a mile to go. We remember the Kentucky Derby from last year where Sonny Leon made every single right decision in the last half mile to get Rich Strike home at a bonkers price. The rider of Ray's Kane made several weird decisions going around the turn, and that horse was just considerably best. I look at that horse, and I don't see a horse that capitalized on a perfect setup. I see a horse that overcame a fair bit, and a horse that I will happily take a longer look at next time out, probably in the Wood Memorial, and I see plus 6,000? That seems like way too big a price, Josh. Yeah, um, I I guess I've just basically threw out anything coming from New York. So Understandable, I get it, and it's one of those instances where if Ray's Kane is plus 3,000 in there, do I feel the same way? Probably not. I see plus 6,000. And that's just way too big a number. Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. Um, I, I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna belittle anybody for taking a sixty to one shot, you know, at this point. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I kind of I kind of ended up on, um, I guess a, a, a similar type horse uh, that you did, uh, which is uh, Angel of Empire, um, currently at, 50, at plus fifty five hundred. Um, you know, one, uh, one, the uh, last start out, um, at, uh, at fairgrounds in, oh my goodness. I was getting mixed up the, the risen star. Yep. Going yep. a mile and an eighth, which is huge. Not yep. a lot of horses on the Derby leaderboard have wins going a mile and an eighth. This one yeah. does. And so that's the interesting thing about these fairgrounds preps that I think was it two or three years ago, they changed yes. them to be longer basically. Um, and I feel like they've been, they've been more productive, right. Since they've made that change. And I mean, obviously epicenter coming out of these preps last year. Um, and so, I mean, I'm not saying angel empire is epicenter, but I'm saying that, uh, especially because I, I'm, I don't think the field similar to Forte, I don't think the field that he beat was to, um, what, what was anything huge. I mean, two fills came back to run, run or ran, you know, pretty solid in there, ran pretty solid the race before, I believe that was won by instant coffee in uh, the, the Lecompte. Um, And um, 
So I, I think I think two fills is a nice horse. Uh, I think he's going to still need help to get into the gate, but um, yeah, I I'm just I'm just thinking, hey, Angel of Empire, you look at the uh, you look at the connections, right? You look at the breathing classic Empire, which you know we talked a little bit before. You know, is a little bit younger, but like you said, his best running was done at two turns, so you would assume that there's some stamina influence in there, and um, yeah, I, I just think. If you're going to take a flyer on a horse um, at this point, uh, why not 55 to 1 on a horse that won, that won what has been a pretty productive prep and is a price that you're going to get before the Louisiana Derby gets run, right? Um, I remember um, – oh, when was this? Uh, two years ago, uh, Caleb and I, I – I was actually in Vegas in March around this time, and – Caleb and I were talking, and I told him, I was like, Medina Spirits 50 to 1. I was like, Medina Spirits run some pretty good races. And this was before, obviously, the Santa Anita Derby. Yep. Um, I'm like, Medina Spirits run some pretty good races. Um, and then I forgot what happened. I think it might have been Concert Tour was the current favorite and oh. had that issue and was was listed out. And they just they pulled all of the futures so you couldn't make a bet. And I just never, I never got a chance to go back and, and and make a bet because all everything had been pulled. But sure enough, right? Like I just remember, like Caleb and I, I'm like, oh yeah, like here we are sitting talking about this taking taking the future on the horse that ended up winning at fifty to one. Didn't pull the trigger, uh, and you know, and then the the kind of the rug got pulled under us when the futures got taken down for a couple of days or a couple of hours. I don't remember how long it was down, but um, yeah, so. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, like, this is this is probably, if you'd like a horse, this is the time to take the stab at the future. Um, I will say that this is this should be a, this is a complete novelty, right? This is gambling <laughs> because, I mean, who knows, right? I'm, how many, the, we, especially if you go back a couple of years, how many number one horses have we had that all of a sudden, you know, hey, their epiglottis is all screwed up, you know? Bob Baffert's out there stealing people's epiglottises. It's just, a, it's just a, it's it's crazy, uh, and poor poor lives. poor Papa Mandela, poor Papa Mandela, man, he can't he can't get a horse in the gate because they're, all their glottises are getting year. stolen. He's got a good one this year. That runner up in the San Felipe has two starts under his belt. That's a good horse. I have a friend who is very very good handicapper and then even better better, and he loves the Papa Mandela horse. I was I was talking to him yesterday, and I was like, "Hey, like, I kind of like the Yakteen horse." He's like, "The Yakteen horse." He's like, "Did you see Mandela's horse in that race?" He's like, "It was the best horse in the race." And and you know, uh, when he said that, like, I'm like, "All right, well, let me write that down so I don't forget that later on." But he really liked the Mandela horse in that spot. Uh, I I had half a mind to make him kind of my under the radar horse, but. Um, literally the only reason it, I, he's even on my radar is because, uh, because my buddy told me about him. So, and also he's going to be everybody's wise guy horse going into the Santa Anita Derby, especially if Arabian night goes to Oakland. All right. Well, I already did my toss, right. Of, of Forte, which you called me an idiot for. You uh, are. So, uh, why don't, we you, talk, you are. why don't we talk about confidence game here? You, you don't like him at all, huh? No. Um, confidence game. Nice horse, ran a couple of nice races. The Rebel comes up, and it's a bog. It is an absolute bog. Some horses are bred to handle the mud. Some are not. 
Confidence game is by a little horse named Candy Ride, who is probably, if not the best mud influence in the breeding game, on the list of the top three or so. Mm. Look at the Tomlinson rating and get back to me. The Tomlinson rating for that horse on a wet track is monstrous. This horse is bred to love, love off going. He got off going and he wins the Rebel by a length, does it the right way. But let me ask you this. The horse he beat by about a length is a horse named Red Route One, who is one of those closers that I don't like betting because all he does is run second and third, get a lot of checks. Great if you're an owner. As a better, not so much. He beat Red Route One by a length. Arabian Night in the Southwest beat Red Route One by a city block. This was with confidence game getting a lot of advantages between how that race fell apart late and the course in which that race was run. Why should I want to bet confidence game at what's going to be, in my opinion, too short a price at any point in the near future unless the skies open up again? To me, he is certainly a toss in the Arkansas Derby next time out especially if that Arabian night horse that I've mentioned a couple of times, maybe the one horse that can throw a scare into Forte at this point winds up going to Arkansas. To me, I don't think you want any part of confidence game until he shows you that he can replicate the effort from the rebel over a fast dirt track. If that happens, I will gladly eat my hat, but even so that effort isn't enough to put a scare into Forte. Is it? I don't think so. Confidence game to me is a horse that some people are high on. I'm not. Munnings, Practical Joke. You and... put Practical Joke over Candy Ride. Practical Joke is really, really young, man. Right. Isn't it Practical Joke? Who Isn't that uh, the funny duck? Uh, distorted Humor. Sorry, distorted, distorted Humor, not Practical humor, Joke. I believe distorted got... Humor and McLean's Music and Munnings. There's three distorted better than... Uh... Penchant. Okay, well... Screw you too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, confidence game's a nice horse. I believe ran yeah. third in the LeCompte, beaten about 10 lengths by instant coffee. I'm not saying that the horse is a bum. I am saying that if you're telling me that horse is going to be single digit odds in the Arkansas Derby, I want no part of that horse. And the going only gets tougher when they go to Kentucky. No, that's fair enough. Um, a very brave of you to be against a 30 to one shot, but in in fairness, I wasn't expecting that horse to be 30 some odd to one, but it, it really is a case where honestly, I don't think this three-year-old group is all that bad. Brad no. Cox is a couple of very good horses. You mentioned one of them. He's also got instant coffee. He's also got hit show. Arabian night is going to be favored wherever he runs next. We've talked a lot about Forte. There are a couple other horses in my top 10 over on the Pollock Reports Derby Bubble column that are going to be running very soon. I have Tappet Trice seventh on that list ahead of the uh, Tampa Bay Derby and also notwithstanding anything that happened this past weekend, though I can't imagine that ranking changing too much. He's a top 10 horse. It's a decent crop, I think. I don't think this is a crop of horses where we're stretching. I don't think this is the crop of horses where we try to do what we're doing with the older horses and say, look, parody, isn't this great? Isn't it great that these horses that are running 90 buyer speed figures are winning these fantastic races? 
this is a good crop. Yeah, um, I was just pulling up. Uh, I was pulling up the odds again on my phone. Uh, Arabian Knight is currently plus five oh five, so yep. I think he's your second choice here. Um, and then you have Forte, obviously plus three twenty. I'm just gonna call it some other short prices. Instant Coffee's plus eighteen hundred. Um, Practical Moves also plus eighteen hundred. So yeah, they're kind of co-third choices there. Uh, oh, Tap It Trice is uh, plus twelve hundred. So someone must have. There must be some some steam on that horse. Tap It Trice is a nice horse. If you're telling me he's plus twelve hundred when a couple of the horses we've seen already are plus eighteen hundred. That's way too short. Go Rocket Ride is 3200 and uh Mage is 7000. I know some people are still on the Mage train. Yeah, but, I would um, be shocked if Mage runs well in the Florida Derby. Yeah. But yeah, then there's I don't know. I don't even want to mention these other horses cuz they're Red Route 1. That should have been your your horse to be against. He was 20 he's plus 2500. Plus 2500 on Red yeah. Route 1? Okay, I've got two that I'm against. And look, that's a nice horse. If I own that horse, that's a guaranteed ATM every time that horse goes out because he runs second and third all the time, never loses conditions. But you don't want to bet horses like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, this was fun, Andrew. I I always love I always love you know talking uh, arguing with you and uh, <laughs> you you putting a horse as your top pick and me putting it as my toss. So that's always uh, that's that always makes fun. for good. It's the fun of this game when you have people that have watched a lot of races and see things completely differently. It's a paramutual game at the end of the day. It's my money against your money. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes you're right. Either way, there's another race in 30 minutes. That's why it's the best gambling game on the planet and why it frustrates me so much that sometimes it's not marketed that way. Yep. Uh, where can people find you this week, Andrew? What you got? What you got going on? Well, this week, a lot of college basketball stuff. We record this on Tuesday, March 7th. My annual pre-March Madness experiment is going on on my Twitter, at Andrew Champagne, 11 and 9 to this point. So an even 55%. So if you're playing all my picks evenly, guess what? You're breaking even. So that's not half bad. Uh, the rest of this week, going to be doing a lot of really cool stuff, as mentioned with the Pollock Report. Uh, you can take a look at my Twitter at at Andrew Champagne for all of the links that you could possibly want. Going to be handicapping a lot of really cool stuff. We got the Tampa Bay Derby on Saturday. A contest that we are both in starts on Saturday. Very excited about that. And also, shout out to the people I know that are in the Trust the Profits contest that's being run. That's all of the Derby preps leading up to the Triple Crown races. There are 120 some odd people that are signed up for this. I finally had a good day. On Saturday, Josh, uh, that Gotham Stakes was very, very good to me. And so was the Santa Anita Derby. I am currently 10th. I believe they pay the top 10. I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm at least in the mix as of now heading into the Tampa Bay Derby this week. So nice to be able to play with, uh, with a little bit of pressure as opposed to feeling like you're just taking shots in the dark and seeing everybody score but you. Yeah. Um, and then this week, uh, yeah, check out my Twitter at Cherry Drank and the, the wrong lead Twitter. I'll be posting up little snippets. Um, also, a uh, new little feature here. If uh, you want to support the show, we got a little QR code here for the Handicapping Wagering Bourbon 2021. Holy goodness. I, I might, maybe I need to update the shirt. But, uh, yeah, um, it's a uh, that's a, the, the tri-blend, but there's different blends of shirts and stuff like that. Um, and, and honestly, like, 
if if you want to wait, there's like sales like every month. I don't know. I it's all handled by our uh, by our third party there. But uh, yeah, um, and then I'm I'm hoping to get some more some other merch stuff going. I know we had somebody ask about a coffee cup, like a different coffee cup once. Um, obviously, I, you know, I did a limited run of these discs, um, and we'll see if um, you know if there's uh, if there's clamoring for it. I can always do another run, but. Um, yeah, it's it, this has been fun. Uh, we're we're going to have some fun in Vegas. We'll be posting some stuff. We'll be live on Thursday night still uh, at wrong underscore lead on Twitter, at Cherry Drank, on the wrong lead.com. Let's get that Vegas music back in here. And uh, yeah. You know what's funny is I think there's a YouTube video, a YouTube vlogger I watch that uses this music. And they, they probably did what I did, just search Vegas and, uh, yeah. and uh, our, our uh, the, you know, uh, royalty free music site. You know what this sounds like? This sounds like reality. Uh, all right, we'll catch you guys. Take it easy, everybody.